Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm your host, Cheerson Sussell, here with Johnny Venerable, and we have a very special guest, David Fleming, joining the show today, the host of the Time Out podcast, ESPN's only father-daughter pod and the author of Breaker Boys, a book dedicated to the story behind the Pottsville Maroons, the 1925 championship, and the curse they have placed on the Cardinals franchise. David, it is fitting that Christmas is this week because I feel like a kid on Christmas getting to talk to you about the story that we have become so entrenched in. So thank you for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure, first of all, and I have to say, e- even if I was a little bit skeptical about this curse, I, I believe now. I totally believe now. <laughs> the Cardinals are unfortunately in uh, a downward trend right now with their season. Uh, I will say, if you're listening in right now, you haven't listened to our podcast from last week about the Maroons. It's a great precursor to this conversation, so you might want to listen to that one first. Uh, but let's get into the curse, and then we'll get into how it applies to the Cardinals' current situation. I would first like to know, David... How in the world you discovered the story, which I'm assuming came along with a small obsession for you as well, because you went on to write an entire book about it. Yes, a small obsession that turned into a, I guess it's now it's almost been a decade. No, it's been more than 10 years obsession. But uh, I kind of love the way I found this story. I was at the 2003 NFL owners meeting where this tiny coal mining town of Pottsville, Pennsylvania was petitioning the NFL once again to give them their 1925 title back. And I was there covering something else and just noticed one single agenda line item on sort of what was going on that weekend at the NFL owners meeting and just have been down that rabbit hole ever since. Yeah, it is an unbelievable story. Uh, David uh, Fleming of the Timeout Podcast, ESPN. And and David, the Maroons won the title back in two, uh, 1925, but they were stripped of it, and it was awarded to our Arizona Cardinals, back then the Chicago Cardinals. But So the details for me are still a little bit confusing. Could you lay out for us exactly why they were stripped of the title and why the Cardinals ended up with it after the fact? <laughs> I think I can explain it, although it's, I guess if you follow the NFL, it makes perfect sense. But um, so 
Pottsville, Pennsylvania, back then when college football really ruled the land and the NFL was still sort of this fledgling uh, enterprise where no one was really sure if it was going to survive because um, it was just sort of these mercenaries who would come in for the weekend, play a game and and head out of town. But Pottsville really helped change all that. They Their players, they got a lot of their players out of their coal mines um, and they also got a lot of NFL all or college all-stars, great college players to play. They, the difference was they had them all live in town and they practiced every day and they became, they were one of the first teams to really become part of their community, which I think is why Pottsville loves this team so much. Anyways, long story short, Pottsville comes in and loaded with these coal miners. They basically dominate the NFL in their very first season. And they don't make a lot of friends across the NFL because they destroy the Giants. They destroy the Green Bay Packers. They destroy the the team in Philadelphia, all the powerhouse teams, the team in Canton. Um, And then finally, in a game that was considered and the headlines all said it was for the NFL championship, they went to Chicago, where the where the Cardinals are from originally. Yeah. And they on it was an icy, cold, windy, snowy game in Comiskey Park, the original Comiskey Park. They dominated the Cardinals too, 21 to 7, and were awarded what they thought was the NFL title for that year. They were then having run out of having run out of competition in the pro leagues. They there was a like an all-star game between it was billed as let's get the best professional team and the best collegiate team and have them play to see who is truly uh, who who produces the best football teams. And so in Philadelphia, Pottsville was scheduled to play the Notre Dame Four Horsemen and the college all-stars, which is basically it was billed as like the greatest football game ever uh, ever attempted. This was going to be a huge draw. It was a sold out because Notre Dame was basically considered, I mean, still is really, they were the Yankees of, yeah. of, of football. They were considered the greatest team ever assembled and people wanted to see them, you know, take apart this, this little coal mining town from, from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. So it was going to be a huge, the, 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 the stadium was sold out. What happened was the NFL owner in the Philadelphia team said, Hey, wait, I should be making all the money for that. It should be my team because I'm in Philadelphia. And they they protested to the NFL. The problem was there, there was no territory rule in the NFL, but they applied one to Pottsville retroactively. Oh. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, but they so Pottsville agreed to play Notre Dame in this incredible game, a game that actually helped establish the NFL as being legitimate. After they signed all the contracts, the NFL then, this team from Philadelphia, protested and said, hey, you're infringing upon our territory and said, if you play this game, you, we will, uh, you will, uh, you know, lose your title. You'll be suspended from the league. And so that's pretty much how we got here. That's BS. But apparently they played anyway. So I didn't realize that they were warned that that would happen ahead of time. You will get reprimanded 
for it if you play and they decided to play anyway. So in a sense, you could say Pottsville, that's on you. The, the Maroons, let me be clear. The Maroons called and got what they thought was permission to play the game from the assistant NFL commissioner. Then two weeks later, they're told if once they've signed all the contracts and are now liable for everything mm-hmm. that they would lose if they for, if they pulled out of this game, then they were told if you play this game, you're violating the territory rule. And I think the Maroons were kind of like, well, show us the territory rule because there really there was no territory rule in writing. The NFL's acknowledged that. And then on top of that, the NFL back then, it was all barnstorming. Everybody was playing everybody wherever they could in every town. It did. There was no such thing as a territory rule. This was just a way for the NFL and Philadelphia to get back at the Maroons for kicking everyone's butt all season long. And in fact, they when they tried to award, they suspended Pottsville when they tried to award the NFL title for 1925 to the to the sorry the Chicago Cardinals. We can't accept this. This they beat us fairly on the field they're the better team we actually can't accept this trophy and he he they did not accept the 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 title so technically the 1925 NFL title was never awarded to to anyone the the cardinals turned it down probably because they were feeling a little bit guilty because they tried to pad their they p- tried to pad their record that season by filling opponents teams with local high school kids <laughs> Classic Cardinals. <laughs> I must say, yes, it was the beginning of, yes, a, a century of, of of classic Cardinals. And honestly, for people who I get it, yeah, maybe the Maroons shouldn't have played that game. It's by beating the Four Horsemen, they really helped establish the NFL at a time when the NFL could have gone away at any second. And the NFL paid them back by stealing their their title. But, I mean, what's the worst crime, Right playing a uh, playing an exhibition game that helps establish the NFL or trying to boost your record by filling your rosters, your opponents rosters with high school kids. Football fans, I am sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Just remember to use the code PHNX. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX. Bet a dollar on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. I think you answered my, my next question, David. It was going to be, how did the NFL allow this to go on for so long? Because I'm guessing that when Michael Bidwell's grandfather, great-grandfather bought the Cardinals, they claimed this this championship, and the NFL didn't dispute it because they didn't want to recognize uh, the Maroons as a result. So they were probably like, go ahead, Cardinals, claim that it's yours. And then you fast forward to now, and they've got a banner up in the facility that says 1925 Champions. And I'm thinking to myself, how can the NFL let this go on? But they enabled it, it sounds like. 
Well, it's classic Cardinals and classic NFL too, right? They, the NFL, you're exactly right. The NFL has really tried to, it's disgraceful what they've done to really what was a, a town and a team that is basically the Green Bay Packers, right? This just, yeah. this, this little town that, that helped establish the NFL, it's regardless of where you stand on whether they should get the title back or not, it's just, I guess it's business as usual for the NFL, but it's awful the way that they've just dismissed and been so condescending and just ignored the pleas of this little town. And these fans who sort of passed down the legend of this team from generation to generation. So it's, it's really on the NFL for sort of the disgraceful way they've let this go on. So when you think back to 1925, that seems so long ago. I don't know that Cardinals fans would think twice about it, but from reading a little bit of your book and listening to you talk about it, it sounds like the people in Pottsville have not forgotten even after all these years. Um, And I was wondering too, was there a group or was it the team that actually said, we have officially placed a curse on the Cardinals. So it happened in the early 1960s when the NFL started coming around. They were going, they were building the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And that's when they approached Pottsville. They wanted, okay, the, the, the Maroons beat the Four Horsemen on a last second field goal. And there was Charlie Berry, who was the guy who kicked the field goal. They had bronzed his cleat. And the NFL wanted that cleat for the Hall of Fame. They were looking for artifacts. And that's when they came to Pottsville and said, you know, we, we, we want some stuff from the, you know, from the early part of the early part of the league. And, and Pottsville said, sure, you can have it all, but give us our title back. And that was really the first time that they had officially petitioned the NFL in the early 1960s to get their title back. And this is where the curse comes from. That's when the Bidwells stepped in and really actively blocked Pottsville from even telling their side of the story. And then on top of that, we talked about the way the NFL has treated this town. That was the Bidwells really led the well, led the way on that. There was, you know, they leaked out information. They talked to sports writers and said, (laughs) we're not sharing this title with this little hick town, this little (gasps) So on top of stealing the title, which they didn't win, then to be so mean and nasty to the team and the town, that's when the curse got placed. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how many times you've you've tried to reach out to current owner and team president Michael Bidwell, uh, knowing that when a lot of this was going down initially, Michael was probably, what, a teenager? He was not in control of the team. His His late father, Bill Bidwell... I mean, that is one of many questionable decisions he made as as team owner. Um, he, he, you know, had a dispute with the city of St. Louis over a new stadium. He moved the team to Arizona, um, was synonymous with maybe not paying players after a while. So that does not surprise me. But but David, ha- how many times have you tried to reach out to Michael Bidwell for for a comment on this? Or do you just get the sense that he just wants to kind of leave it alone? There's hope with with Michael, I think, right? Because he's he's an attorney, right? By trade, I think he went to law school. Yes, um, yes, correct. You know, maybe he's interested in. Um, so we are. There's a new effort. Most of the, t- uh, I basically essentially got blocked from the Cardinals um, <laughs> because I had tried to contact Bill and and 
when the book was being written and 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 mm-hmm. and the town was still sort of petitioning. So the hope really now is maybe that Michael will at least hear them out. And I don't know if that's enough to get the curse lifted, but that's really all they want. Because remember, they got a shot in 2003. That's how this whole thing started. And Bill Bidwell actively, again, blocked Pottsville from even being able being able to tell their side. There's been a big thing about how the NFL in 2003 voted 30 to 2 against the the Maroons, but that's not true actually. It they voted 30 to 2 to discuss the topic. Somehow Bidwell was on the he was on the committee that recommended how they should vote on that situation. And so here is the Maroons, the mayor, the, you know, children of the former players. They show up to this. I think it was in Philadelphia. They show up to this NFL owners meeting thinking that they're about to be awarded half the 1925 title. They don't realize that Bidwell behind closed doors has sort of uh, wrangled NFL owners to, to not even discuss the issue. So it just keeps getting worse for them. Um, the way that they've actively blocked to keep a title that's not even theirs. So do you think that it could potentially get brought up in owners meetings in the future or the near future? And so are people are, are beginning to talk about this again. Is there, to clarify, did you say that there was like a new kind of a new effort to uh, side with Pottsville and, and get that championship returned to them? There is, I think, because, you know, we're coming up, not coming up, but in a couple of years is going to be the 100th anniversary of this team. And so I think there are plans to renew the petition back to the NFL. There are plans to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the team. Um, You know, there's been there has been a movie, quote unquote, in production based on the book that's sort of perpetually in production. But wow. Um, there's new interest in that because of the, the hundredth anniversary. I think they're going to try and get Yingling, which is the beer that is based in Pottsville to maybe put out cans that are kind of like, you know, break the curse, help the Maroons. So I guess my point is this is not going away. Um, your grandkids might be doing a podcast with my grandkids about how, yes. the, about the curse, the Cardinals have gone 185 years without a, a championship. And can we get the curse lifted? Hey, if you love what we're doing over here at PHNX and want to help support us on this journey, become a member of the family today. And you'll either get a free t-shirt of your choice from the PHNX locker or your first month for just 50 cents, depending on which option you choose. Becoming a member not only gets you access to all of our written content, but it also gets you exclusive member-only deals on our merchandise every week, which, by the way, if you have not seen that yet, phnxlocker.com. You gotta check it out. You also get access to our members-only Discord, where you can get away from ah, the hoopla on social media and just talk sports with your fellow PHNX members. So become a member today at gophnx.com. David, do you know why Bill Bidwell had so much support from his his fellow franchises? I, I would have a theory based on the fact that, number one, they're in bed with the league in the sense that they host now you know, a, a Super Bowl every four or five years. They're in a rotation, right? And then also, I think that other organizations, other NFL franchises, want the Cardinals, historically, maybe not now with Michael, but historically, want the Cardinals 
to keep the Bidwells in house because they've been perennial losers. So like, let's just keep the status quo with those in Arizona with Bidwell, Bidwell and company. Cause I, I would never envision a scenario in which other owners would okay this in support of the Bidwell family. It's, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's remarkable to me too, because one of the, the families and owners that was really behind the Maroons are the Roonies and the Steelers. And yeah. there's no more, more respected, more venerated. And they were with the Cardinals as a joint franchise in the early 1900s when the Chicago Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers made like one kind of super team early. The, the, I, I, I believe that's the case. So that, that is doubly surprising. Absolutely. And I had actually caught up with Dan Rooney, um, you know, a, a, a while ago and was still angry and still sort of like visibly upset about the way the NFL had treated Pottsville. And he just kept saying, you know, this isn't right. It needs to be fixed. And I talk about this in the book. It's really kind of, it's a, it's a really good window into the NFL and how things, what matters inside the NFL owners meetings and at the highest levels of the NFL, because even though after the curse, the Cardinals went, I believe 36 years without a, a playoff win. So, uh, you know, and they drafted Matt Leinart. So the curse was, was <laughs> the, the curse was doing some serious damage, but even though they were kind of a laughing stock on the field, Bidwell had, had built up a lot of cachet and power amongst the owners. I think because he usually kind of, you know, I think it's a lot like Congress, you know, he voted with other people when maybe they wanted a certain TV deal and he voted yeah. with people who maybe wanted to move their franchises. And so he had built up this cachet. I mean, he must've, because I don't know how you allow the guy who's the owner of the team who you want to strip their title from to be on the committee that recommends how the league votes. I mean, the whole thing is just a, a sham. It sounds like typical politics to me. So after a hot start to the season, the Cardinals, unfortunately, are on a downhill trend right now. They just lost to Detroit in embarrassing fashion. In the last few weeks, they went from legit Super Bowl contenders to now we're talking about, hey, is there a possibility they could even miss out on the playoffs altogether? So we're beginning to think that this curse is alive and well. There's something to this. Do you think, David, that this curse can actually be broken? <laughs> I, I, you guys are brave to even sort of, you know, I, I, I hope that I don't think the curse will affect you because I think you're helping to maybe bring it about. But I can't believe when we started literally it was days after we started talking about this again where they had, uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, and they then they they get they don't just lose to the Lions, they get blown out by the Lions, and they drop from like a one seed to I think they're a four seed now. Um, yeah. Yep. So really, in the I mean, honestly, they should just it they should hand the title back tomorrow if they want <laughs> if they want a, a chance at uh, a Super Bowl this year. But to answer your question, I mean, you know. You can't placate Pottsville. They, they for almost 100 years, it's all or nothing for them. You know, the NFL has tried to award them uh, statues and trophies and, and, and little ceremonies. And they're always kind of like, you know, this is a coal mining town through and through. And they're kind of like, yeah. 
look, give us the title back or don't talk to us. So um, I think that's what it's going to take. It's really interesting, David, because this organization has made a series of questionable decisions, to say the least, as it relates to decisions that have been made in the past 30, 50 years. Like I use the famous example of Jackie Smith is in the Hall of Fame, but he's not in the Cardinal Ring of Honor. And he played the large majority of his career in St. Louis, right? But he only played his last season in Dallas. So the Bidwells hold a grudge. They don't even acknowledge it, right? Do you think that my, maybe Michael, and this is a guess on my part, is simply waiting for them to eventually win a Super Bowl and then they can say retroactively like, yeah, let's give back this 1925 title? Because I, I will be honest with you, I would venture to say 75 to 80% of the fan base, especially those in Arizona, do not know or care or understand anything really pre-Lombardi, Super Bowl era NFL. Most people distinguish the Cardinals as being the longest tenured professional sports team without a championship now that the Cubs won their World Series. Like me as a fan, I do, and I'm 33 years old, I do not care about pre-Super Bowl championships. I, I want to see this team win a Lombardi trophy, and I will view that as their first real legitimate title, even more so than the, the title that they won, the throwaway title in the 1940s. No, I mean, that's a really good point. And there is some, there are some people in Pottsville and Maroons fans who wonder, maybe we should, we should flip this and try and root for them to win a Super Bowl. And then yeah. that, that way they'll, they'll loosen their grip on, you know, if you've only got two titles, you're not going to let go of 50% of your, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> Even if it's a sham. Exactly. And they, maybe, but I have to say in dealing with the Cardinals, I, almost feel like they'll they will hold on to that 25 title even stronger. So uh, yeah, and I you know what's funny is I knowing that region the Cardinals would it would be you know how there are Bills fans and Steelers fans and there are clubs in every part of the country. Yeah. If, if the Cardinals did what was did what's right, they would have they literally north all of northeast pennsylvania would be cardinals fans they would become the, i mean i'm telling you pottsville would adopt the cardinals as their their new favorite team it would flip in a second um and talk about great karma but mm-hmm. they they they've got to they got to do what's right it's just it's so clear and that's what's so frustrating i think is it's just so clearly it's such an easy decision. It's such a no brainer um, that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it needs, it needs to happen. I think. Want to take a minute to give you guys another reminder that if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX and bet a dollar on any team to score in a football game, you can win $100 in free bets. When they score, you score. It's that simple blocked by the Cardinals and you've wanted to get the chance to uh, talk to Bill. I don't know if you've tried to talk to uh, to Michael since writing that book, but if you did have the chance to get a sit down with Michael Bidwell, what would you even ask him? After the book came out, we, they actually, we did a full blown debate in Pottsville with judges and everything against an NFL pro a pro football hall of fame historian. And we are. And so I had to kind of litigate the case on, on the Maroons part. And I would really just go back to that and almost do it just like a, 
you know, like, like I would in a, uh, you know, a court of law. Cause I think he would relate to that and just right down the line, sort of show him all the different things that just none of it makes sense and just try and use logic and reason uh, and just kind of lay it out that this, the title really belongs to the Maroons and the right thing to do is, is, is to give it back. Um, that's, I mean, honestly, I've, I've thought about this for so long and I think they don't, nobody wants to yell at them. Nobody wants to sort of recurse them. They honestly just want a chance to tell them their side of the story, because I think once you hear it in full, it's, there's no, you can't live with yourself if you kept that title. All I can think about right now is getting my hands on a yingling beer can celebrating the 1925 Pottsville Maroons championship. <laughs> well, trust I'll be me. One of the first to buy it. <laughs> if trust me, if they get the title back, you guys will get your own car at the head of the parade. You oh, will be wonderful. <laughs> you'll never have to buy a Yingling again. I can promise you that. Uh, quickly, David, because I know Cheerson's got a, a great question because she's traveling out east here in a couple days for the holidays. But so I am not a new father, but uh, my daughter's two. She was born pre-pandemic, and you host a podcast with your daughter that I believe you started during the pandemic. Talk to me about how that came about. Uh, we just, you know, my oldest daughter is a junior now, a communications major at at the University of Georgia, and we were just kind of sitting around, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, the quarantine, like everybody else. And we, it, I loved how this came together because it was kind of like, she said, we should do a podcast. And I think like eight hours later, we had posted our first, <laughs> our first episode. So awesome. we really, it's just, we have a very unique relationship. She's really the star. Um, she's just so, it's really this combination of sort of, me trying to teach her a little bit about what's going on in the sports world and the adult world. And her really is just sort of kind of uh, uh, bringing me up to speed on what's going on with, with the cool people in the world. So it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic. I, I can tell you a perfect example of our show is, you know, Taylor Swift is from Reading, Pennsylvania, which is not that far from Pottsville. And the last show we did somehow intertwined Taylor Swift with the Pottsville Maroons curse. <laughs> <laughs> so um we somehow uh and Jake Gyllenhaal is involved in that too somehow he's of course, of yes course. so that's basically the essence of our show I think but thank you for I, asking about it I feel like there's probably a Taylor Swift song in there that could be dedicated to the maroon something about betrayal and heartbreak I mean I'm sure there's a Taylor Swift song that could be like the theme song for this whole thing but uh the it's the Time Out podcast and it again is ESPN's only father-daughter pod, which is incredible. I love that aspect of it. I am heading out to Pennsylvania for the holidays, going to visit the town that my boyfriend grew up in, which is not far from Pottsville. And I was on the phone with him this morning as I was reading your book and preparing for this interview. And I'm like trying to tell him all these things that I'm learning. He's like, well, if you, if you like the story so much, we can stop by Pottsville while we're out there. So I'm going to take him up on that. David, do you have any recommendations of things that I should check out? Are there any historical landmarks that go along with this story? I know you've spent some time there. So do you have any recommendations? 
Oh, absolutely. I for, for, First of all, you can still do the original. Yingling built their first brewery into the side of the mountain because they dug into the mountain and that's where they kept all their beer cool without having to use any electricity. So you can still tour the original Yingling brewery and the beers come out with the tops aren't even on yet and you get to take them off the line and 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 drink them. But I'm telling you, if you mention Breaker Boys, you mention the Maroons, you you will be treated like royalty. I can I can make sure that that happens. So I would recommend Yingling for one. The the other thing is you can still where the team played, it was called Minersville Park. And you can still, it's a little bit outside of Pottsville. You can still go there. It's kind of like a strip mall now, but you can still sort of see the outline of where the Maroons lost a lot of money because the miners would just sit up in the in the hills and the the sort of it's the beginning of the mountain that overlooks the field and watch for free. So you can still kind of picture those those Sundays where it didn't matter, you know, re- religion, race, creed, um, immigrant, natural born. The Maroons really brought this really diverse town together to cheer for for this team. And then the last thing I would recommend. This sounds crazy, right? I had just about put. I had just about sent in the original manuscript to my editor, and he said. What was it like down in the coal mines? And I said, well, I, I didn't, I didn't go in. And he's like, you cannot write this book without m- knowing more or knowing better what it's like to be a coal miner. And there's actually, there are a couple of retired quote unquote coal mines in the area that now are sort of tourist attractions. You can go down into the coal mines and experience what it was like for these guys and why maybe they were so happy to hit someone on the football field if it got him out of the coal mines, um, that sounds like a terrible Yelp recommendation, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's really fascinating to, to even understand what, because really Pottsville was part of the, the region that fueled the industrial revolution and to just get a better understanding of what it was like, the people who really pulled out the raw materials to, to fuel that that era, it's um, it's humbling. It makes you instantly a fan of 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 Pottsville and of the Maroons. I think. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold on all of it. I'm gonna have to to get a full tour. Check out the coal mines. Check out Yingling. Check out the 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 area in which they played. Sold on all of it. I am a I'm a Pottsville Maroons fan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when that developed, but like I'm a Pottsville and a Pottsville Maroons fan right Your now. Your credentials might get revoked here, Cheerson. You say that loud enough. <laughs> We still got to cover this team and their coll- impending collapse. I'm going to be be on the list that Dave's on, where I, I'm not going to be able to go within ten feet of the Cardinals practice facility anymore. Well, I, that was actually one of the things I was interested in to ask you guys: is do you think any of the players know about this curse or anything about no. it? Or okay, no way. I didn't even know they had a, a banner up in the facility uh, until. Uh, one of our um, content creators sent it to us and there's this big banner, 1925 champions next to, of course, the 1947 banner and then their division title, their NFC title from 2008. Uh, I didn't know that they like publicly acknowledged it, uh, but no, it's it's hanging in their Tempe facility. 
I also on uh, last sometime last week, I was at a Cardinals press conference and we were just all the reporters were kind of just hanging out in the media room waiting for uh, whoever we were interviewing that day. And I was sitting next to one of the long time uh, voices uh, and reporters for the Arizona Cardinals. She's been covering them for decades. And I leaned over and I was like, Hey, have you ever heard of the Pottsville Maroons? Like, because at this <laughs> point, at this point, ever since I've heard of the story, I will tell the story to anybody who will listen. I am that like that entrenched in it. And he was like, no, who are they? And <sighs> I, I was telling him the story and I'm like, oh my gosh, you've been covering this team for decades. And he had never heard the story. So I'm telling you, I don't think anybody outside the Bidwells have, have, have heard of the 1925 championship or the Pottsville Bruins. And I think that's been one of the big challenges. And that was why I you know, had really high hopes for the movie was, I mean, the NFL, the only way we're going to get movement on this is that enough people learn the story. Because once you learn the story and you learn the facts of it, it becomes obvious what should happen. It's just a matter of getting enough people to learn the story or to be educated on the story to kind of embarrass the NFL and the Cardinals into doing the right thing. No, it's crazy, too, because the fan base doesn't know about this, but they're been clamoring for new uniforms they're consistently amongst the worst uniform rankings in the nfl usa today everybody and the bidwells dig their heels in they don't want to change their uniforms right but then they unveil this like a new private jet airplane this week and everybody's like i, I guess that's kind of cool and then they go and they get their you know butts kicked by detroit so it, do they always just make these kind of weird decisions i guess the plane is cool for like the players but it's like no can we do this can we do this but I, i'm with you i don't I don't think they will acknowledge it or potentially um, pass the title back to the Maroons until they they win their own Super Bowl. I would think that that's what it would take. But it's really, though, I, I think that's a, it's really when you think about the decisions that have been made and the weird draft picks and the crazy losses and just the decades of futility and in a league where it's almost legislated that eventually everybody wins, right? The parody is yeah. just kind of legislated and it's incredible that they've gone this long. Really, really interesting what you pointed out about how they're now the, the franchise with the longest championship drought in all yeah. of, in all of sports. It, it really does start to make you wonder the curse is the only way to explain it. It's Billy Goat curse-esque with the Cubs. It's Bartman curse. And, you know, the Cardinals don't have a Theo Epstein to come and remedy this. They're, they're, they're saddled with the Bidwells for better or worse. Dang it. We need to figure out how to break this thing. I'm I'm a believer in it. And, and we're going to try and do all that we can to break this curse. And, you know, even if you don't believe in curses yourself and still have an interest in history and sports history history of the NFL, I highly encourage you to check out David's book, Breaker Boys, because I am just getting started on it. But it is fascinating just to be able to learn about one of Pottsville star players, Tony Latone, and the history of the coal mines and of Pottsville, history of how the NFL got started, uh, and in turn, some of the Cardinals history. So I encourage you guys to check out his book, The Breaker Boys. David, we appreciate you joining us so much. And uh, with your blessing, we're going to try and break this dang curse. Well, thank. I just I I appreciate you guys the effort. I think it's a win win for all of us, right? Win for the Cardinals, win for the Maroons, win for Pottsville, um, win for sort of like 
fairness and football fans everywhere. So I can't thank you enough. I, uh, I had a lot of fun and um, the curse does not extend to anyone who covers it. Uh, at least I thank goodness for that. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys will not be getting, uh, you know, a bundle of sticks or coal from Santa Claus. Thank you for listening to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, we'd appreciate if you would do that and follow us on social media at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We'll see you tomorrow.